Hello there, I'm Alex in São Paulo, Brazil. You are listening to the English Sabai School podcast, Information and Transformation. Hi there, dear friends. I'm Mo Sena for the English Sabai School podcast. Lesson 14, can you believe it? For Monday, we're coming to the end of the month as well and the end of the quarter. Monday, September 25th. Yes, Cynthia, we use the ordinal number, September 25th. But if you want to say September 25th, go ahead, make your day, right? Today's title, We are redeemed for community. Yes, yes. And we're going to be studying today Ephesians chapter 2. So get your Bibles. But first, let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we are so grateful for so many blessings, for your Spirit guiding us and redeeming us. Father, keep working our salvation in us. Guide us, purify us, transform us, and make us one as you are one. In Jesus' name, Amen. The lesson starts. As you read Ephesians 2, seek to answer the following question. What has God done for us through His Son, Jesus Christ? What has He done? So think about it as we study Ephesians chapter 2. Um, there are 22 verses here, so let us take our time to read it. Ephesians 2, the subtitle says, Made Alive in Christ. I'm going to be reading from the NIV, the New International Version, but please feel free to use any translation that you prefer. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath, but because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace, expressing his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Jew and Gentile reconciled through Christ. Therefore, remember that formerly you were Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who called themselves the circumcision which is done in the body by human hands. Remember that at that time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel and foreigners to the covenants of the promise, without hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who was once were far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made the two groups one, and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, by setting aside in his flesh the law with its commands and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two, thus making peace, and in one body to reconcile both of them to God 
through the cross, by which he put to death their hostility. He came and preached peace to you who are far away, and peace to those who are near. For, though, for through him we both have access to the Father by one Spirit. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his Spirit. Question, what has God done for us through his son Jesus Christ? Did you listen? I am always uh, teasing my students that they never listen to what I'm saying. <laughs> But it's important. We have It's a skill that we have to learn. Listen to what the Spirit is telling you about unity, about Christ being our peace and providing peace for bringing us from far away and those who are near, united, close to him. And that Trinity was mentioned in these verses as well. Did you notice that? God in three persons, blessed Trinity. But the lesson continues. But God, those two words must be the most hope-filled ones known to mankind. <laughs> in Ephesians 2, 1 through 10, Paul describes the grim past of his audience. Oh, mercy, Father. Sharing the plight of all humanity, they were bent toward rebellion against God, their lives dominated by sin and Satan. Oh, mercy, Father. But God, who is rich in mercy, And what did God do for them and for us? Hmm? Number one, he made us alive with Christ. Christ's resurrection is our own. Two, he raised us up with Christ. Christ's ascension is our own. I think number one and number two, they're very close. <laughs> he raised us and then we ascended to him through Christ. Uh, what it means, it's up to interpretation. And number three, in heaven. He seated us with Christ. Again, it's the now but not yet, right? Christ's coronation is our own. Mm -hmm. We are not just bystanders to the cosmos shifting events of Christ's life. God takes these remarkable actions, not because of any merit in us, but because of his grace. And he intends believers to live in solidarity with Jesus and practice good works. In Ephesians 2, 1-10, through 10, If Ephesians 2, 1-10 teaches that we live in solidarity with Jesus, and we have to understand this idea of solidarity, that being together, vicariously participating in Christ's resurrection, ascension, and enthronement, Ephesians 2, 11-22 teaches that we live in solidarity with others as part of his church. We have to be in unity. Jesus' death, we are in this together. We are in this thing together. We're in this thing together. We are in this thing together. Jesus' death has both vertical benefits, establishing the believer's relationship with God, yes, and horizontal ones, mm -hmm, cementing our relationships with others. Through his cross, oh, the power of the cross. Jesus demolishes all that divides Gentile believers from Jewish ones, including the misuse of the law to widen the gulf 
Jesus also built something, an amazing new temple composed of believers and Gentiles, once excluded from worship and sacred, sacred places of the temple, now join Jewish believers in becoming one. We too become part of God's church, a holy temple in the Lord. Through the grace of God, you have the privilege of living this day in solidarity with Jesus and your fellow believers. Interesting, huh? It's very interesting the use they're giving to this word solidarity. So I'm here looking into the New Oxford American Dictionary and the idea of solidarity is this idea of unity, uh, this agreement in accord, in harmony. It's interesting. I'm not familiar with the use of solidarity so much in this sense. For me, solidarity is the name of that Polish party during the 1980s that brought the, contributed to the fall of the Soviet Union as well, or at least they stood up against that as a polit for political change, etc. But uh, I'm, I'm digressing here. The idea is solidarity in the meaning of unity, agreement, accord, like-mindedness. That's the idea of solidarity here. Oh, it's fantastic, fantastic ideas uh, that we have here. So we have the privilege of living this day in solidarity, at least three times this word solidarity, but in the meaning of in unity, in the same purpose, in the same mind. Ephesians 2, 8 through 10 has played a role in the conversion of many. Martin Luther found in these verses a grace that won his heart and he discovered as well some central affirmations of the, the Reformation. Salvation comes by faith alone, through grace alone, by Christ alone, and to the glory of God alone. <laughs> In 1738, 18 days after experiencing conversion in London's Eldersgate Street, John Wesley preached at Oxford University, offering a cry from the heart and the manifesto of a new movement. John Wesley. His text, what was it? What was it? Ephesians 2, verse 8. Yes, let us take a look again. Ephesians 2, verse 8 from the NIV. It says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. Oh, Father, what a transformation, isn't it? Well, my friends, my sweetheart is calling me for lunch. She is saying, lunch is ready. It is done. So I'm going to leave you now. But this is the end of Lesson 14 for Monday, September 25th. For more information, please get in touch with us on Facebook or Instagram, Believes in Asp. Tell your friends about our podcast, available on any podcast platform. Pretty please rate us with five stars so that more people may discover us. Thank you, my friends, for listening, for sharing, for telling other friends about our podcast, and for praying, not only with us, but for us. May the Lord grant you a wonderful day. Remember, you are redeemed. Sing it. Believe it. Tell others about it. There is still hope for redemption.